0: Welcome to another round of Drawing Board or Miro Board. Today, we discuss technical diagramming with systems architect Maya. Let's go. First question. You've spent 10 hours slogging over a sequence diagram that should have taken five. Drawing Board or Miro
1: Board? Drawing Board. And if I'm being honest, Miro would probably cut that time down by half. You know, with its AI tools and ready-to-go templates.
0: Next, your diagrams become so bulky, it's more complex than the solar system. But all it takes is a
1: few clicks and... It's Miro. I've used those technical shape packs way too many times. And stuff is just digestible on its infinite online canvas.
0: Now, the final question. Everyone's brought in. But you have to make
1: all these tasks all the way over in JIRA. But wait, it's done. Is it Miro? Easy with its two-way JIRA sync. Easy to plot dependencies. Everyone always knows what's up. And she's done it. Join over 60 million people creating technical diagrams without workflow glitches. Get your first three boards for free at Miro.com. That's M-I-R-O.com.
0: Yeah, I know, but let's face it, it would be more weird if I didn't open up an episode by saying that, considering it's what I always do, and let's face it, there's been, you know, enough weird times of late. We don't want to add on to any more. And also, looking forward, there's some positivity on the horizon Isn't there? There is. Let's, let's cling on to that. So look, we're at the end of another week. It's Thursday. I hope you've had a good week. I hope you've managed to find and snatch some, some small pockets of joy, however small they are. Um, I've just come upstairs. I've been homeschooling all day and, um, he's downstairs and I wouldn't get a minute's peace. If I didn't, uh, nip up beer. So, uh, now, speaking of homeschooling, I think we kick off this week's episode with the brilliant Leila Farzad um, having a bit of a moan about homeschooling. Not too much, because I know a lot of you aren't doing that, but some of you are. And, uh, all I'm going to say is, March the 8th. March the 8th. Yeah? Of course. We'll get there. And they will as well. They will. And that's what is uh, the most important thing, apart from the fact that I'm a terrible maths teacher. Although I have I found out I'm quite a good dinner lady. So, swings and roundabouts. So, as we touch on at, at the start of this episode, um, I unlocked the genius show that is I Hate Susie uh, last year. And an actress burst onto the scene um, called Leila Farzad. And I'd never seen her before and I was blown away. She was brilliant. Absolutely fantastic. When someone comes in and makes such an impact on a show, um, I really wanted to reach out and get in touch with her and see if she would come on. And lucky for me and lucky for you, she said yes. So a couple of Saturdays ago, we uh, got together in separate houses, obviously, um, and had a really fantastic conversation. And I know I say this a lot, but when I haven't met anybody or had any sort of communication with them. Look, you don't know what is going on, especially now, especially now. Um, but it was genuinely like chatting with an old friend. And after we stopped recording, we ended up, uh, talking for another 30, 45 minutes after that. um, and yeah, she's fantastic. And it's very funny. Uh, I haven't told Layla this, she doesn't know. That certain people have got in touch with me via DMs going, oh, She's incredible. I want to marry her. And I think after listening to this episode, you will feel the same. So, look, I'm just saying there's a long line um, for taking Layla's hand in marriage. <laughs> Although you know, she's taken, but uh, she's got a lot of fans out there, and I think she's going to have a fair few more after this episode. Well, let's get down to it. This is episode 142 of the Two Shot Podcast, with the remarkable, I must say, Leila Farzad. Enjoy, and I shall see you at the end. Sort of. Um, thanks so much for doing this on a Saturday at the weekend as well. No, that's all um, right.
1: It's all pretty but, much of a muchness, isn't it?
0: Well, yeah, I mean, apart from the, uh, the homeschooling train that mm-hmm. I know we've, uh, we've both been on of late. Um, are you getting through that all right? How old is your son? <laughs> he is nine and a half.
1: Okay, so you've probably got it tougher than me. She, my daughter's six. Um, so we have different challenges. Yeah. Yeah. Um, bless them. It's hard. I
0: know. It's so hard. I mean, I was talking to a friend of mine the other day and they were asking how he's getting on. And I was saying, well, one, it's, you know, it's no way to be educated. Um, But also, by Friday, his poor eyes and his brain are just frazzled from being in front of that screen. And I just go, okay. Let's just take a bit of time. Let's have some proper time. I oh, have we have so
1: it. many breaks.
0: Get it off. Just get it off. Yeah. Or You're gonna have a lie in. Anything just to to get that week just slightly more comfortable yeah. for them.
1: I mean, um, is he, does he do any zooms or anything?
0: Yeah, he's doing zoom things. Well, sort of, he's on Microsoft Teams. Okay, because
1: I find, I mean, at least six-year-olds just they just don't like Zoom. They think it's a bit rubbish. Because yeah. they're all there, they're these little icons of their friends, and they're like, well, How is this fun? And no. now, we're going to do a virtual disco, and you're like, Oh God. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> bless no, bless got... the
1: teachers for coming oh, up with that kind of stuff.
0: Bless them. I mean, I was reading a report in, I think it was in the paper today, or it, might have been, it was early this morning, so it could have been yesterday, but a head teacher was quite angry. Because even though schools are "quote unquote" closed, mm. they ain't stopping. They're working their socks off, trying to organise things in advance. And they don't know what's happening. They don't know if they're going to go back or if they're going to carry on like this for the foreseeable. Oh
1: God! Please, let's um, just not.
0: I mean, you know, I, I'm I'm no her, I'm no teacher. Let's just yes. put it that way.
1: No, I mean, well, you're not meant to like you're not meant to operate on your family. You're not meant to teach your own children. There's Mm-mm. a reason, right? Because. You're yeah, too because we're, not very, we're not very good at it. I'm no, certainly not. But we, and, we, and you also you love them, so you're confused because you want them. You can't be objective, so it all gets mixed up, and and then we end up rowing. And I'm like, are you happy to send that in? Are you are you happy with that? And She's like, yeah. I'm like, are you Are you are you are you? And then I used to be a tutor, which is a disaster as well. So yeah, nightmare.
0: When were you a tutor?
1: Um, when I was trying to be an actor. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: because we all know it's really difficult.
1: Yeah. Um, now, when I have
0: actors on the podcast, uh, it's very rare that we go into certain jobs. Because when I first started um, planning what I was going to do with the podcast, I thought, well, if I start off with actors, certain people I know, and it'll help me get into it, because I've never done anything like this before, so it's be all yeah. new territory but I thought, let's not talk about jobs because it can be a bit insidery yeah, and it's just snores. sort of, you know... Yeah, it's just dull, isn't it? It's yeah. just really dull. actors talking um, about
1: acting can be dreadful.
0: Oh, I know, I know. <laughs> and on the face of it, if someone sort of read a blurb for this podcast and go, an actor talking to like, other actors and Oh, no, it sounds yeah, just really narcissistic. Do. It isn't what I do. Having However... Said, having said that, <laughs> I do need to start off... Um, with a little chat, please. About I hate Susie, because I started watching it
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, a long time ago when it first came out, and I watched the first episode and I had to switch it off. Now I'm aware that this sounds very negative. Don't no. worry, it's going to come full circle. But I was watching it. And by the end of it, my anxiety levels were stratospheric, and I yeah. could feel my. And I went. I'm not dipping my toe back into that. I need. There's enough going on. It's like a panic. It's like
1: watching a panic attack. It's exactly
0: like that. Yeah, and then time passed, and I went back in. Um, I think I must have rinsed it all in like two days. It's just. Exceptional, exceptional telly. And I thought what you did in your character... I'm not going to embarrass you too much, so don't worry. You ca- That first scene, you just came in and you just took charge. And I went, who is this? Who is this character? Oh. It was just fantastic. I thought your work was... Ast- I everybody's work was astounding. Um, I think it's a real... <clears throat> it's pushing the boundaries of, of television again. It's taking risks, which I think over the years... You can pinpoint certain shows that have taken risks and have been sort of let off the leash and gone, okay, well, you can, you do what you, and we trust you. You've got a great team. You do what you need to do. and We're not going to interfere just yes. for the sake of it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Was it, was it that, am I on the right track there? Was there that yeah, freedom? Yeah, I mean,
1: we had, it was, I mean, I feel, I still feel very, so lucky to have been part of it because it was a sort of magical bunch of people coming together Writer, director, co-star, um, staff. I mean, Billy is like a force of nature. And everyone was just there to tell the truth and not make anything sugar-coated or nice or comfortable or neat and tidy um, and show genuine panic and genuine brutal pain, which is really uncomfortable to watch. Yeah. Hence your, oh my God, I need to sit. I mean, I had so many texts from friends being like, I, I, I don't know if I liked it. Um, and I'm like, no, no, no. I mean, you're not. It's not designed for you to necessarily like it. It's designed for it to hit something in you and make you feel a bit sick. Mm. Um, and um, if you relate to it, it's because it's hit a truthful nerve, isn't it? So, yeah, it was. Um, it it read like that when I was sent it. I was like, oh my god, I really, really recognise so much of this, and I never read stuff like this. Um, so. Yes, I feel incredibly it, lucky. It, it,
0: it is those moments, and th- they're, they're quite few and far between. When you read something and you go, and it it literally takes your breath away.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, Lucy so- is is like her ability with words is is extraordinary, mm. and yeah, I think it did jump off the page, and it just felt honest because so much of um even good telly sometimes you're like oh that's nice you've made it nice for us looks that's much much lovelier than it would be in reality but this is like no we're not yeah. gonna make anything nice for you we're not gonna or make easy. You comfortable. No, we're not
0: gonna make it easy for no you.
1: not easy you're gonna have to do some work you're gonna be uncomfortable you're gonna get some comedic rewards at some point where you will chuckle um but yes but you've got to strap in Yeah, I I think that's where TV's going now. So I I hope it feels very zeitgeisty, that show, but I think it's, people are pointing in that direction now, which is really brilliant.
0: But I think there's, you know, I think more and more, you know, the top brass are trusting people more with their ideas. And, they may have gone, well, I've never read anything like this before. I don't know where it's going to go. Well, that's the exciting thing. Mm. And that's, that's what we're not sugarcoating things for the audience or we're not patronising them. Um, and, look, there will, there has been and there always will be easy Sunday night, 7.30 television, which is great. You know, we all need a bit of that Of course. At times. There's a there's a time for there's a time and a place for everything. I think more and more the boundaries are being pushed. And I there's think a time suddenly... for
1: mashed potato, and there's a time to mow through quite a difficult salad. And they both have relevance in your life. They're just for see, different see, moments in your day or in your week. Or yeah, not see, one sounds, is no more valid than the other.
0: That sounds like the uh, <laughs> the homeschooling teacher coming out <laughs> on you then on a Saturday.
1: Yeah, I do so, tend to so. make everything to a metaphor. But yes, I think um you're right, time and place it's not like binary it's not like this is bad and this is good, and exactly. we, should, we should only watch this kind of t v There's space for everything, but exactly. now there's more and more space for a, a more honest portrayal of women, I think, which is delightful for women
0: um, and i- fe- and I feel it, re- it did do that. I'd never seen these females I'd never seen these females on on my screen before
1: no I mean, angry women is still. Like can new, we've we've seen the angry young man, who who sort of has this like almost animal quality, but you haven't seen that many angry women that aren't portrayed as hysterical or shrill or mm. you know over the top. And this was just a woman dealing with a whole set of emotions, one of which is pure white rage. And it's, I think it's it's a relief because so many women feel the need to suppress it, bottle it paint you know put on their face and pretend everything's fine but as you know there's that little gremlin in you that's like
0: yeah (laughs) and the portrayal of these characters these women that are are, you know sometimes really lost completely lost no
1: they have no idea what they're doing parenting Mm. like interacting in their work life we're all meant to know what we're By this age, you're meant to know. By your mid to late 30s, supposedly we were trained that by then, you know, you will have had it, you'll have it all sorted out. You'll know all your rules, but there's no rules. We don't know. Every day is different. Feel different. Hormones are raging all over the shop. Yeah, it's a minefield.
0: And also, there's no, you know, in lesser hands, you know, we've seen. The label put on women as oh they're just crazy.
1: Yeah. Oh god. And it's yeah. like fucking no. We've had enough of that. Yeah. Enough of it. I mean, the word crazy is is not a good word.
0: No. 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 No.
1: Um, but yes, I think um, because women ring each other and laugh about their sort of crazy, mad spats where they're like. do you get really angry? And I literally have, I mean, so many WhatsApps and calls from friends going, I just feel so sensitive today. I just feel so rageful today. And it's so wonderful to see it on a screen and be like, yes, I feel like that all the time. Mm. I feel desperate or I feel lost or I feel manic. And Billy was so good at encapsulating all of that. Um, I thought, in the show. Hmm. So, yes, bring on all the brutal, honest women shows. Well,
0: that's the way forward, surely, for everything. Yeah,
1: To match with the brutal, honest men, of course. We don't want men to then censor themselves. I think everyone should just be a bit more honest because it would make people feel better about how they're feeling.
0: Well, I think over this year, you know, off-camera, it's sort of helped everybody to be a bit honest and that thing of just drop someone a text or give them a call and just have a little check in and just yeah. make sure we're not having one of those manic days or we're having a, a day that a oh, cloud of worry just follows us around on our oh sort of daily walk
1: you I know? mean the, the daily walk which has become sort of almost religious for me I don't know about you
0: Oh, absolutely. It's the only time I can get out of the house, especially especially on the weeks when I'm homeschooled and it's oh my like, God. we need to get out before <laughs> the darkness descends. There's a blizzard
1: and I'm still going to go out.
0: Oh, absolutely.
1: <laughs> um, but yes, the, ringing people and sharing in the gloom or even having a, a moment where you're feeling better so you can share your the fact that you're feeling better with someone that's having a low moment is so important, isn't it? Mm, and going, yes, you know what, I felt like that yesterday. I felt utterly futile and miserable, but you know what? You're going to wake up and it's going to you're going to feel better in a couple of days or whatever yeah. it is.
0: Yeah, it might not be a couple of days; it might be it might be a week. But the yeah. the, the light is there somewhere. It's, you Just have to ride it out.
1: <clears throat> yeah, the peaks and troughs of this past year have been quite intense. I think.
0: Yeah, um, especially especially you know just going back to when we were started about especially for the little ones. Oh. Sometimes I mean, not that this is a home homeschooling parenting podcast but even my little boy said something quite astute um the other day he said sometimes when I see other people because we've been locked down being by ourselves so long he finds that you know that his anxiety levels start to rise because oh there's other people even though they're strangers and usually it's like it's just other people and
1: yeah, kids, kids it's wonderful don't have,
0: kids don't have that barrier that's why at school they just kind of make friends and just all play together because the the barrier isn't there
1: yeah as yeah. The,
0: the, that happens as an adult
1: yeah she and I just she, felt I mean, a
0: bit sorry for him that, at that yeah,
1: point yeah i mean that's heartbreaking mm. i think they should be touching each other and i mean like in a yeah they should be all <laughs> over each other they should I be what you, mean. <clears throat> you know in a big mess of games and fun and it's just really weird that they're sat at an ipad being like good morning <laughs> um but you got we got to do what we got to do they'll be exactly they'll, they they i'm hoping they can talk about it like as a as a member they can sort of look back and it maybe it will make them feel how important the little things are because they were taken away from them maybe
0: exactly well yeah i think we're all gonna hold on and be a bit more grateful
1: oh my god You'd think wouldn't you yeah you just going think. and having a drink with a friend what a luxury
0: don't yeah I did, walk past, I did walk past my local pub the other day on the way to get the papers and just and it was all in darkness and
1: oh. went, <sighs> yeah. one day i walked down the <laughs> south bank and that was sad
0: yeah i've seen I've, a few of my friends who are still in london and they sometimes post photos and just go what goes down it yeah it's like
1: it, it's 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 literally like someone's pressed an off button and has mm. gone boom and you're like can someone switch it back on now please well um, we always
0: used to, to joke with that opening scene in 28 days later when killian murphy wakes up in hospital and he's shouting hello and no one's there and he's, my God, he's going, yes. he's going past the house of the parliament on the whichever uh, bridge it is and there's just Rubbish and a bit of litter and just bin bag blowing, but nobody there. No. And that's exactly what it is now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm la- I mean, I'm laughing, but I'm not laughing. No, right? just... no.
1: I mean, we're gonna get. It's gonna get better, right?
0: I, I didn't know if you know. I'm not a scientist. Oh, but, okay. Or, or, well, I'm or, gonna or,
1: say it's gonna get better.
0: I'm with you. I'm. I have to be positive and hopeful. So, yes. Yes. I'm with you. We we are now claiming that it's going to get better.
1: And there's going to be people next to you eating sweets in the theatre and it's going to annoy you and then you're going to go to the pub with your friends and it's all going to be wonderful again at some point.
0: When were you? You were going to the theatre quite a lot when you were younger, weren't you?
1: I went to, yeah, I loved, I I have um, quite an eccentric aunt who really got me into the theatre little and I just Mm. fell in love with it. I went to see... I think I went to see... um, There was a Wind in the Willows production, I suppose, in the sort of early 90s where the stage... Must have been the Olivier, the stage revolved and there was, like, Toad and it was... Blew my little tiny mind. And I was like, wow, that's a job? What? Yeah, that that
0: You you were aware so young that that
1: you could do that as a job. No, because I think I saw them coming out of the stage door, chatting to each other with, like, rucksacks on. And I made a connection and went, oh, my God... I can't believe that's the that's sort of... That's what, they, that's what they do every day. I mean, I don't know if I thought it was a job, but I knew it was what they were doing every day.
0: And you get that, to dress up <coughs> and go on stage and entertain people.
1: Yeah, on a revolving stage, and then people applaud you for it, and then you get to hang out with your mates afterwards and have a drink. Um, yes, please. Yeah, that definitely appealed yeah, I loved. I, I still love the theatre. I miss the theatre, um, but yes, that was my first connection with acting. I suppose.
0: And were you connecting with any sort of drama when you were at school, or was it quite
1: was uh, it purely yeah. the
0: academic route?
1: No, no. I um, so so I was not bad at school, but um, I loved acting, and um, I was at an all girls school, but I played. I played from like Hook to Eddie from Viva Bridge, um, all sorts of parts that made me um, It's weird. We how many men? How many male? Kind of all male. I think we did a man for all seasons, which is just so weird. Why would you do really? that? I, yeah, because I think I, yeah, I would think I was Cromwell, and like I mean it's, yeah, because yeah, my one of my my friends it was Henry VIII. Anyway, so weird. So such a weird choice. Um, but yes, <laughs> I. Um, I definitely uh, fell in love with it and looked forward to it the most. And it was my favorite lesson. And the teacher was always so much more fabulous than any of the other teachers. It was like the English department and the drama department were the like cool departments, weren't they?
0: Yeah, always. Because you were just you were given going back to trust. You were given a bit of trust and freedom, freedom. To, to to really sort of explore and discover and play.
1: Yeah, go write Whereas... something. Go make up a play. Go 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 off with your partner and make up a skit.
0: And I'll meet you back here in half an hour, and we're going yeah. to show it to everybody. Yeah. Not, Not sit down, turn your books to page 44 today.
1: Oh my God. I was so bad at anything formula. Anything where there's a right or wrong answer is really not my forte. So it panicked me so much in maths that there was just a line at the bottom for you to write your answer. I was like, that's, there's just one... You can't sort of go through an essay and argue a few points. You just... There's just an answer at the end. Yeah, still stresses me out to this day. Even with my daughter's six-year-old maths.
0: Wait till you get on. Uh, <laughs> wait till you get on uh, long division.
1: Oh my I god!
0: Mean, I mean, hopefully by that point she'll be <laughs> she'll be at school and there'll be a qualified. Is maths that what tutor. you've been doing?
1: Long division. That's,
0: I've been relearning long division. If I ha- if I hear the phrase bus stop method <laughs> once more, I'm going to really lose my shirt.
1: Oh bless you! Yeah, that's really unpleasant.
0: But no, I mean I know a lot of a lot of other friends and and people who have got uh, children that age and they would I think the curriculum was oh, it's long division time because everybody was fucking moaning about it. And yeah. I just went, I'm with you. It's really and hard. And it's clearly
1: you use it so much in your life, right?
0: All the time. <laughs> I can't stop. <laughs> you don't see me getting a calculator out. No way. <laughs> I
1: mean, yeah. Well, I'm sorry about I'm sorry you've got I'm sorry you've you've hit the pandemic at long division era. That's really unfortunate. I'm just doing photosynthesis.
0: That's interesting.
1: Is it? I mean, to, up to well, a, up to I a mean, point.
0: I mean, I'll trade you with a long division anyway. Yeah, day no, no, week. no.
1: That's no, that's that's true. Okay. Yeah.
0: That's true. <laughs> so where was this all girls school? was it in London?
1: Yeah, central like West London. Right. And um it was it was quite a sort of um, there were lots of Harriets and Arabellas, and it was okay. quite quite a sort of um, that feeling to it, um, which was lovely uh, in some ways. But I did <laughs> feel a bit. Um, I was aware that I was a bit foreign. Um, in that, well, I would you... like I would tell my mum like when I had friends over, like don't make Iranian food because like it smells weird. Just get frozen pizzas, which obviously now I'm like oh my god. I was I didn't really embrace my cultural heritage as I wanted to be, I wanted to have like the Arabella, you know, the straight silky so blonde hair and the little button nose and just, um, I wasn't such a fan of my vibe, <laughs> um, which is interesting, I suppose.
0: Well, I think a lot of children are like that because everybody just sort of wants to be in the same gang. I remember when I was growing up and I hated my name. Because there was no, because well, there's no other Craigs at my school, Interesting. so I wanted to be a, a, a Daniel or a Mark, or yeah. I wanted to sort of be yeah. the same as because same yeah. otherwise I, you you stand out. I don't want to stand out. I want to sort of blend in with that crowd.
1: Yeah, I mean, totally. It's I, I wanted to be, yeah, exactly, like Jay. I, I just wanted something that people could pronounce because I got a lot of like farts ad, which was obviously hilarious and. All sorts of stuff that you um you just kind of try and blend in don't you
0: yeah were um, you were you made to feel like an outsider at school at all
1: um, I suppose there was a subtle difference between um, mm, there, there weren't that many sort of middle Easterners in my particular class so while it was very it was a it, you know it was a quite an international London school. Mm. I just, I, I felt my otherness to be, I was a bit uh, uncomfortable with it. Um, so I'm not sure if it, if, if it came, it probably did come from outside, but it was never sort of particularly pointed or nasty. I obviously had some really ignorant, like, is your dad Saddam Hussein? That was a classic. Wow. And, um, you know, all that kind of, I had, a, I had a very bad uni brow and that was mentioned a lot growing up. Which I took on the chin and I saw as I, dis- I discovered that being funny about stuff like that was the way to get around it. So I became like a funny girl um, because I was this sort of weird looking, you know, this is like heroin chic Kate Moss era. And I had, you know, big frizzy hair and a monobrow and was quite dorky with my braces and was Iranian. And my mum made weird stew that smells funny and those different languages. So I just was like, I'll be funny. I'll, be, I'll I'll mask a little bit of pain with comedy I think is what I did little that sounds way more dramatic than I mean I was perfectly happy but I think that's how I dealt with it
0: but I think that's a very healthy way of dealing with things cuz there's no there's no comeback if they're yes. not sh- if they're not as sharp and they don't have that level of wit that you have you're winning
1: yes yeah I think I think it can be good I'm sure I think I probably became a bit of a people pleaser which was unhelpful to you know you want to ingratiate yourself to the like the cool blonde crowd. Um but you know I figured it out eventually. It's just school's a weird time for everyone.
0: It's, it's a minefield. Yeah. And we all know kids can be really fucking horrible. Yeah. And really nasty.
1: Yeah. I mean I didn't have not proper nastiness. And actually my best friends, a few of my best friends now, are still um, my school friends. People oh, I've really? known since I was six. Yeah, and wow. we've gone through all sorts of evolutions together. Evolution is that the word I'm looking for? You know, like we've we've sort of shed yeah. many skins. Mm. Um, the pride you feel when you when a friend from age six does something brilliant is quite something, isn't it?
0: Yeah, that's I don't. Incredible. Do you have do you have
1: school friends from when you were little?
0: Not from that little, no, because I. I've moved around a lot, so I Did moved. You? Yeah, well, I moved from different parts of the northwest, and then ended back up in Blackpool, and then went out into just outside of Blackpool. Um, anyway, you're very good. You're very clever. This isn't about me.
1: <laughs> oh, it can be a dialogue.
0: Come on, Craig. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have no, that much to say. No, I don't know. I mean, I found school quite tough, to be honest. Yeah. Um, because there wasn't really. I, I was the drama gang. The, that was that was kind. Of, <laughs> kind he? of it. I was kind of really. I was the only one that, that really wanted to Were t- you take on it one seriously. Man shoes? No, <laughs> I wasn't that brave. Jesus. No, but you, when drama, certainly at secondary school, there was people who wanted to take that option for a complete DOS... Then there was boys that wanted to take it because they knew that a girl that they liked would take drama. So everybody was taking drama drama option for all the different, you know, reasons. Sometimes selfish and sometimes just wanted a break. Yeah. Um, but that was kind of weird.
1: <laughs> and you were like, no, I'm, it's important to me.
0: Oh, yeah, I, probably t- I think I took it far too seriously. Well,
1: no, but maybe it was important, though. Maybe you I, weren't doing I, it to just waste time.
0: No, I think, well, at the time, it was, it was an, an escape, really.
1: Yeah, from the from the daily drudgery of school.
0: Yeah, of course, because you needed to sort of come alive and feel a little bit of self-worth when mm. you're just looking at that maths board and the numbers are moving around and you're just going... Yeah. I, I, this does really not compute. This is like learning... Uh, you know, later on, I st- tried to learn music theory... And it was mathematics and music theory I, hand in hand for me. I just, just something in my brain just does not compute no, at all.
1: I'm with you with with maths and stuff like that. It's, it makes me feel very panicky.
0: Mm. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. So, did you stay on at that all girls school into secondary school? Did it bleed? I in? did.
1: I, I think that's probably why I've got the friends I went. I stayed in the same school from six to eighteen, which is quite weird in some ways, but it became a very friendly, familiar place where I think I felt comfortable enough to be myself eventually. Um, And, yeah, did a lot of drama. Um, But um, I am an only child from a, you know, a Middle Eastern family, so the academics were quite important. And I had a, you know, not, not pressure, but it certainly was, you know given a lot of, um, like, merit to do well at school. It was important. So... um,
0: To your your parents?
1: To my mum. I I was raised just by my mum. Right. Um, So um, I was aware that I was like, oh, I really want to do this, but obviously if I'm doing well at school, then the call of perhaps university and some kind of vocational job will will be coming our way. And Iranian mothers, Iranian families do like to get, a, you know, get together and go like, and what's she going to do? And bloody blah, Blah's blah, going to be a doctor and blah <laughs> Blah. And like, and oh, she's a lawyer. And my mom was like, oh, I don't know yet. I'm, I'm sure it'll be something brilliant. And I was like, I think I want to be an actress. <laughs> um, which I think slightly broke her heart. And she was like, no, it's a, it's a phase. It's a hobby. It's a phase. It's like cooking. You don't want to do that forever. And so, um. We had my poor mum. I think it comes from worry, not from sort of spite or anything. I think no, she just thought, how on earth is she going to live her life in this weird, you know, not merit based industry necessarily where you can get on a ladder and climb?
0: But such a, precar- a precarious
1: profession. Right. And my mother's you a know. nervous a character anyway. She's a bit of a kind of, yeah, she's, she's a bit, she's a, she's a nervous worrier. So I'm sure she was like oh please n- not acting just something a bit more stable. <laughs> um so uh <clears throat> yeah I I had to um twist her arm and go through all sorts of jump through some hoops for her. Um so I went but to But then she I,
0: but the, but then she was with you at the end when
1: Well we, she she bro- we, she broke a deal where she said if you get if you can go to a, a good university and get a degree, then I will talk to you about drama school because I want you to... She kept saying, I want you to have a second string to your bow, which I still don't really understand as an expression, but <laughs> I, I think it means something to fall back onto if it all goes... Yeah, she
0: means, she means the backup plan. And, you, yeah. you know, inevitably things don't, you know, they don't go to plan. You can't I
1: know. Plan You're it. telling me.
0: So we'll get onto that in a minute. So, um, So you went to university... Because...
1: I went to university... That was the deal. Yes, to please her. Mm. And um, I didn't have a very nice time because I wasn't doing what I loved and I found it very hard. Um, And... um,
0: What were you studying at at university?
1: I studied French and Italian. Right. Because that that was what I was... I was all right at languages, so I just went Mm. with that. Um, But... Yeah, I was surrounded by really hard workers that were quite passionate about it and, were, you know, were going for quite powerful jobs. And I was like, I'm kind of here to just, like, get to the next <laughs> stepping stone, which is what I actually want to do. Um, so, yes, and then I left, and I think she thought by then, by the time she leaves, she will have forgotten all about this acting uh, of nonsense.
0: Oh, so this phase that she's going through, by yeah, come the next on three years, that'll... Yeah, yes. right, OK, she'll see the light. She'll see yeah. the
1: light. She'll mm. want to go to an office every day and... You know, being a stable profession. Sadly, um, well, I then applied to law school and secretly applied to drama school. And oh, I didn't did, tell yeah. her, and I thought, I'll only really, I'll tell her if I get in. Um, so, um, I I um, d- got into a couple, and then laid laid it down for, and I was like, so I've got into this really lovely school, and <laughs> I think I'm going to go because I did do the. Yeah. So she just was like, okay, listen, you've proved yourself. You've clearly, I can't, you can't stand in the way of, you you can't be the, you can't be the person that, you know, someone turns to for the rest of their life and go, you didn't let me follow my dream.
0: Yeah. And also she, she can't backtrack now because she laid, she laid it down. She, she was the one that laid those rules down and you followed it to the letter.
1: Exactly. Um, so yeah, I went to um, Guildhall, which I, I really enjoyed. Actually,
0: did you have a good time?
1: I had, I, I had a, I think good is the wrong word. I think mm. um, it's quite brutal. Did you go to drama school?
0: I did. I went to Mountview. I found it quite brutal as well. It's really. brutal,
1: right? So, mm. so they kind of, they try and strip you. At least Guildhall tried to sort of strip you down to like tabula rasa, so that they could then build you up. I think that was their aim.
0: Uh, yeah, they all seem to follow. Uh, they all seem to to follow that same path.
1: Yeah, what's that about? Because that's I quite painful.
0: <laughs> I'm still um, trying to work it out. I was talking to somebody a few weeks ago um, about accents and about how they sort of, you know, try and sh- take that off you and give you some sort of you know neutral mask of an accent. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to discuss that. I don't want to discuss about neutral Mask. That was traumatizing. <laughs> um, anybody, that's been, anybody listening who's been to drama school, you'll understand. Yeah, and anybody mu- that hasn't, must. then don't worry. You've, uh, that's uh, a fate worse than death. Um, I don't know. I've always sort of held on to, to my roots and my. That's absent. what
1: makes you interesting and who you are and what. I, had, I, had, I have quite splayed feet when I walk. Um, which I've got from my mum. And I remember Giltor being like, now you cannot walk onto a stage as Lady Macbeth with splayed feet because she she, she just wouldn't move. And I was like, why? She might have splayed feet. What a ridiculous thing to say. And I was so shamed for my splayed feet. I'm still, I mean, I still, if I'm walking into an audition or something, I'm very aware of my like little duck feet. But um Stuff like that, I just thought it was very odd to sort of take the essence of you i mean i'm sure there's there must be real r- reason to it, but at the time oh I don't uh, know, I
0: think that's kind of ridiculous
1: right <laughs> i mean it was it was very strange, and just the art the, there was an obsession with r p when we were there, which now yeah. i'm sure I'm sure that's gone
0: i don't know i don't know i'm I'm speaking to a um quite a recent drama school leaver next week so i'm gonna i'm gonna actually find that out because i I haven't spoken to to anybody in that position so and things like this have come up in the past when i've had conversations going surely that's changed by now because that was a few years ago and surely well i don't know well we'll soon find out
1: yeah do ask because i'm interested because that Mm. that feels so hackneyed and weird it seems
0: archaic i mean it's yes Do we want everybody coming out of their training on a conveyor belt, um, you know, not necessarily looking, but certainly sounding the same? I agree. Absolutely not.
1: I mean, that's what puts you to sleep in the theatre. Those bad Shakespeare's we all saw, where everybody has that weird heightened Shakespeare voice, the RP Shakespeare voice, we were like, I'm so tired, I don't understand because I've just zoned out.
0: I'm trying to make sense of what you're saying, you know, when you're younger and you're yes. trying to sort of dissect and process what is going on with this, this brand new language that you find enthralling, but you, at the moment I have no idea what is going on, and you're prancing around pretending to be John Gielgud, you're not making it accessible for me, and certainly not now when I think of um, 13, 12, 13, 14 year olds, you know, going to the theatre, it's not accessible for them. No,
1: it's not, it's a, it doesn't, it's not relevant. It doesn't, they can't connect with it. Um. I, yeah, I mean, hopefully that will change. There's nothing more wonderful than hearing someone make Shakespeare sound like real English. Oh, my, like, oh my God. Oh, my God, I understand. <laughs> do
0: you know, I've ne- to my shame, I've never seen this actor live on stage. But do you remember um, a couple of years ago? I mean, for the most part, it was awful. But they were doing it... Like, I shouldn't have said that. We'll cut that out. No, we won't cut it out. No, don't cut it um, I'd, I'd never cut anything <laughs> out. Um, they were doing a night at the National <laughs> Theatre, and it was, like, celebrating... like oh, yes. ..years and years and years. So people would come on and, and do a scene from X, and one person would come on and do a, a soliloquy from Y. And I found it sort of... It was, you know, I was clenching my teeth, and I just found it a little bit... Itchy. Uh, It was a bit... mm. And then Simon Russell Beale came on stage. And to my shame, I can't actually remember now what he was doing. But it was certainly Shakespeare. And it made complete sense. And he was talking as if he was talking to the for the first time and everything coming out of his mouth made sense. And he wasn't acting. And it was
1: gobsmacking.
0: It was gobsmacking.
1: Yeah, and I just thought, like oh, key. that's it,
0: that's it. Oh, so there's you and there's Mark Rylance, right? Okay, or you, Mark Rylance, Juliet Stevenson, Ben Whishaw, Ben Whishaw again. You know these these people who are making sense of this language, hey, so therefore it. that is going to um, engage something in a, a you know a fourteen year old who's never seen a Shakespeare play before, and they go, oh my god. Have well, you just opened that door for me? I'm going to go and discover all this for myself now. Right. It's invaluable. Things like that are invaluable.
1: Rather than some great, sort it, of pompous um, man bellowing at you, where you're just like, yeah. I just feel like you're shouting at me.
0: Why? I'm not, I haven't come here for, to, to sit and look at a <laughs> preacher, please. No. But also, you know, it's these incredibly. Dangerous, sometimes, uh, and interesting directors who are, are going right. Let's strip all this away. This is this is boring, and it's yeah. been done. And if and if we're bored, imagine what they're going to be like.
1: Up in the gods, back 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 of the gods. Like you got to put those. Yeah, for God's sake, just entertain.
0: Yeah, but I, I remember years ago I went to see um, a Martin McDonough play at the Young. and i went in the evening and i'm not joking it was full of maybe 15 16 year olds full it was like a fucking rock concert they were shouting out no look i can't believe that like during the performance and it was it was just so heartwarming because you're going And I'm sure there may have been other people in the auditorium who were quite stuffy and didn't think that was appropriate, but it was because they were connecting with what they were seeing on stage. And it was the most alive that 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 space has been for me. I've thought, this is who I want to go and see theatre with. This is weird. And it wasn't inappropriate at all. It was, It was magical.
1: I love that. I, I mean, also, they feel like they've got a right to be there. It doesn't feel like a kind of elitist thing that they somehow can't access. The fact that everybody from the stuffy to those 15-year-olds are all sitting in the same room watching the same thing, having different experiences with it. Is that's what you want, isn't
0: it? Yeah, exactly. But sometimes even, I, I think I sometimes feel like that when I go to certain certain theatres. Oh, God, because yeah. Because the, there's, there's, you're sat with the quote-unquote the patrons of, of the theatre, and this is this is our theatre, and this is what we do here. Well, no, let's just rip up the rule book and make this accessible for everybody.
1: Yeah, totally. Because, it because be- you
0: know what? That person down there, down that road, has got so much fucking talent, but they don't have fifty five pounds to spend on a theatre ticket to go and see this. That might spark something in them. That might yeah. change something. They might 55? be about it in-
1: Sometimes it's eighty five.
0: I mean, that's. It's, it's just, just it's disgusting.
1: Yes, I agree. I
0: yeah. remember when I was at drama school, and I it was the most I'd ever paid for a, a theatre ticket. It was to go to the Donmar, and I think it was, I think it was twenty six pound, which was like a shit, a shit load, of, load of money. That meant I had to work some extra shifts in Pizza Hut in Wood Was Green. it good?
1: Tell me, it was good. It
0: was really good. Oh, good! It was really good. It was. Um, and it was the Blue Room with Nicole Kidman mm-hmm. and Ian Glenn. Oh, my God,
1: that was massive.
0: And it was that huge. Was such a big
1: deal, I remember that. Well,
0: it was the time when, you know, movie stars don't go on stage, but also it's a really cracking play. And That's Ian great. Glenn was just incredible. And she was. And, and I, I was going to, because I interviewed Nicole Kidman a, a few months ago, and there was a part of me when i was doing a bit of research there was part of me going should i say that i went to and i went no i'm not going to say that i feel too because i think she got Did she... i think she got naked in it Right, and that, that was the press. Oh, was going. You? I think she did. Something happened about, it was some sort of scandal that the press got hold of. And I thought, oh, God, I don't want her to, I don't want to say that. And then her think that I'm some sort of drama student perv saying oh, I went to save the I yeah. to go and see yeah. you at the Davila. I Dunbar. really
1: enjoyed your nude scene. <laughs>
0: yeah. It changed, it changed my drama Made school. Made want to be an actor. <laughs> Can you imagine if you took that the wrong way? Yeah. Luckily she didn't and she was very nice. But yeah, I mean, there are great, there are great institutions that, are opening the door and making things more accessible for, uh, for the younger students now.
1: Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. I mean, let's hope it, it can carry on after this mess. Um.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> You'd hope. So, on graduating from drama school, how, mm. how are you feeling about stepping out? I initially
1: there's... quite optimistic... Because, right. you're, <laughs> because you've been in this weird cocoon where you've just been like, be a piece of spaghetti and oil on the floor, move through it. And you're like, yeah, Absolutely. this is going to be fine. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> and also you've just done loads of theatre training. You haven't done tele-training. We didn't, at least. we did. I think we did like two hours with some random dude in a basement somewhere, which was see, just
0: Again, wrong. I'm going to see next week if that's changed because we were more or less the same. A couple of hours, handed in some old scripts from like casualty. Yes, yes. It was a bit like doing drama school, drama class at at high school. Go off for half an hour in your pairs, do that, and then we're gonna get a camera and I'm gonna tell you exactly how shit you are and why you've gone wrong.
1: Right, literally, word. I mean, it was so weird, so odd when I look back on it. I think I did a scene from Network, which clearly I didn't know what the hell I was doing. And then I was critiqued for being dreadful. Uh, So yes, I left Guildhall with that kind of like, you know, I'd I'd had Patsy Rodenberg telling me how to speak and be on voice and connect Mm. and be present. I was like, I'm going to be fine. (laughs) Um, I was lucky enough to get an agent. And then like, yeah, the kind of the the, um, horrible reality of what it is set in, um, which sounds again, perhaps too strong, but I don't think I understood quite how much prep maybe you need to do before auditions initially mm. I think I, I think maybe the arrogance of youth, I think I was like, I' just rock up and you know do my thing, and of course, no, no, you need to do the work as to quote patsy Rodenberg
0: absolutely and
1: and also um looking the way I did back then, I was very much um <clears throat> terrorist's wife. You know Arabian Nights. Um, I never went up to play someone called Lydia or Lucy. Or it was always like, you know, quite stereotypical. It would be we. I'd show up at Spotlight, and it'd be me and like six other brown girls. I'm putting that in quotes. Yeah. Um, and i be we like, ah, oh, yes, you're here for the. Um, the wife that shouts, No Muhammad, please, literally. <laughs> and it'd be you know, like the Pakistani girl, an Iranian girl, an Indian and I was like, This is not great. Um, but you're so happy to have auditions that you just sort of um go with the flow. I my my I mean, maybe I shouldn't say but I know my, my first agent was well, they were not very nice t- to me. Um and um he sort of fat shamed me, one of the main agents. Which, he what? Like he he basically told me to lose weight, which I just sort of can't get my head around now. I was young and really not. I mean, not that it matters whether I was slim or not, but I was just this sort of normal girl. And he, I remember him sitting me down, going, "Now the thing is, um, I'm really good friends with um, Jennifer Connolly. I was like, "Good for you." And he said, you know, she doesn't even eat potatoes on Christmas Day. That is how committed she is to her body. Carbs are a no-no. So I think if you if you want to take yourself seriously, if you want to be a lead role, if you want to go to the States, and I said, no, I, I don't really... I, I just sort of want to do some plays. I I don't... Um, but he pretty much, in front of the whole office, was like, you need to drop some weight.
0: Sorry, in front of the whole office? Oh,
1: yeah. Hell yeah, that... that like it, wasn't,
0: is, like it wasn't outrageous enough, him saying that to you know. one-on-one. He, he said he, that in front of the office. Yeah,
1: yeah. He was, it was so upsetting. And I remember, you know when you sort of go a bit deaf because you're in shock when someone's yeah. told you something terrible? Mm-hmm. So I remember sitting there going, because I even remember what I was wearing, so clearly I've got trauma because I'm sure I tugged at my top and was aware of my belly hanging over my trousers, and um, left and was like, I, I'm, so, I'm sure I didn't sign up to be a model what what's just happened? Um, needless to say, they they were, yeah. But they, you know, the more people I hear who've been with that agency, the more they, they were pretty. They are. I don't know if they're still around. They're they're pretty toxic, particularly to women. Um, so that you
0: can combined, tell me who they are later.
1: I will. I'll, I'll, oh, yeah. I will. Don't you worry. I just,
0: I've um, n- I've heard that's awful. I mean, I've, obviously, I've heard you know stories of that elk c- coming from. Uh, LA oh yeah but
1: But no this is a British agency Um, yeah it really it really um, that is going to really
0: shake you up I mean oh
1: my god and you're not and you're not you're being seen for sort of quite small niche parts and you know the whole auditioning is just a brutal thing to put yourself through it's just utterly horrendous so to add into the mix you're also you you look a bit different so you're only being seen for these parts which is fine uh, which was fine at the time because uh, I didn't know to, I didn't dare to think broader. I do remember thinking, I'm sure I could, but no, they they um, pretty much. Thought. But you see,
0: but you see, the thing is, it's not just about you th- uh, thinking um, in in a broader perspective. It's it's the writers and the people in charge to go. Well, it doesn't say it in the script, so oh, you- it, it's it's a blank canvas. It could mm-hmm. be anybody. And She's it, just fact, Lydia.
1: The character is just or, or, yeah. whatever. Pick a name, but what what does it matter? What she, what her shell is.
0: And you know, slowly but surely, it's mo- it's been moving in that direction.
1: Oh God! Pa- I mean, for the
0: past few years,
1: much. I mean, beyond it's incomparable now. When I, when I look back.
0: Um, so when did you give that awful agency the heave ho?
1: We gave each other the heave ho. I suppose. I started, I started piping up about stuff. And then, ironically, they sent me a really nasty letter on my birthday.
0: Classy <laughs> move.
1: Classy move. Uh, being like, you know, this and that. And I r- rung and we had a long chat. And I, did, I was agentless for a while, which is like being in free fall, obviously, when you're a young actor who doesn't mm-hmm. have much to their name.
0: Um, so when did you start to feel? Wait a minute, I've got to, I've got to not be going up for the wife or oh I the didn't, did really.
1: I, I mean, I, I did a little bit of telly bits and pieces, and I had some. Um, oh, it's down to you and someone else. So close. I had so many of those. Awful. Um,
0: they really loved you. They. They, they really. Do you know what? If they really loved me, I'd be doing it. Yeah. Don't sugarcoat I mean, this for me.
1: I know, and and I I think it's hard for agents to make that call when you have to tell your client that they didn't, and it, it was down to the wire. And I wonder how much they embellish, depending on how needy the client is, sometimes, or what the client's going through in that in their life at that time.
0: I think they have to. I think a really good agent would be extremely sensitive to the individual's situation health
1: right yeah oh absolutely yeah totally yeah um so I had a lot of I remember like yeah I mean I did I had a a lot of close calls and then I think when there's that terrible cycle of you haven't worked enough so every audition is far too important so you go in and you're just a ball of nerves and you're in people-pleasing mode and you're you get that thing I was talking about where I go a bit deaf because I'm so nervous. I'm not really listening to what they're telling me to do. I'm just like, hello. Um,
0: yeah, <laughs> it be, it, yeah. you turn the the people in front of you and they're talking. You see the mouths moving, but because you're so wound up inside and you're like a washing machine, your stomach's going round and round and round, they just turn into the teacher from Charlie Brown. And he's just... Oh, yeah. You're just nodding your head. Yep. Yep 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 no idea what you're talking about.
1: Oh my god, you're so yes, that's exactly the teacher from Charlie Brown. I remember having a meeting. I was so nervous and I went in and my I don't know what happened. My brain just became like a puddle and I could just see all their faces sort of oh, oh dear. Oh what's happened? <laughs> and I was like, Mah. and I thought I, maybe I'm going to faint. I don't know what's going to what's happening right now. And and I was like, ah, I I'm just going to walk through down to Martin's Lane and like cry to myself and eat an egg sandwich, which is what I always do after a bad audition. <laughs> I go to Pratt and I eat an egg sandwich.
0: You've got to cried. have your rituals.
1: Right, because you don't really have to chew it. It just dissolves in your mouth <laughs> and you just think about how utterly shite you are. Um, and that was, <laughs> that was one of the la- latest memories. of Because that, again, that wasn't about being Middle Eastern or that was finally like an interesting... It wasn't for the leads or anything, but it was a it was a decent part, um, and I just fucked it like beyond belief. And then calling, having to ring your agent and be like, "I'm so sorry," and then her saying, "Yeah, they said you were a bit off." <laughs> like, yes, I basically had a complete breakdown <laughs> <laughs> silently. Um, and then say, so "Yes, I had. I, I'm not. I wasn't very good at auditions, um, particularly as the months of not working passed." It just becomes...
0: But that, that's the thing. It <clears throat> builds and builds. Right. It, it Because, as with anything, if you have regular auditions, I mean, some uh, they're still awful because it's first day of school again and again. And so, But you do try and get better. But you get into a rhythm if you have more and more. So, as nervous as you are, maybe we start to contain it or... Take control of it a bit more instead of it taking control of us. Um, but if you're, if there's a massive drought and they're not going to be regular. Yeah. I remember when I was living in New York and I just decided to take a few months off, but I was doing some auditions anyway. you were living in New York as an actor I, or? I was, uh, well, no, I was, I'll tell you oh. after. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I was so surprised by how different it was in there. Because I would go into a room, the camera was there. The assistant would be behind the camera. They would go, "Hey, names, camera, okay, let's go, do the scene. See ya, boom, out." I Ooh, went, oh. and was that better? So, well, it was. It, I was a bit shell shocked at first because I wasn't used to all that. I was. At, yeah. I was used to the "Hi, how are you?" What you doing? What did it? And the little all this pleasantries and the small talk that. I'm sure some people think, oh, it relaxes them. No, 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 no. It doesn't. It doesn't. it's
1: disingenuous most of the time, so it's not relaxing. They don't actually care about how you got to the audition, do they? I mean, maybe they do.
0: Come on, let's – surely there's a better question to ask than how did you get here. (laughs) (laughs) So, I'm just not – I mean, it's taken me so long um, because I – when I do the podcast, it's like we sit down, we have a drink, we have a cup of tea. Maybe if we're Jodie Whittaker, we have a scone. Um, we, you know, we we're there in person, and it. I found adapting to this method. I know some podcasters just absolutely love it. I can't. I mean, th- this is an exception, obviously, because I'm really enjoying <laughs> this. But it whatever. took me a. It. It-, whatever, Craig. <laughs> it took me ages to to. to break down the screen, there was like a barrier. I found yeah. it so impersonal. Cool. Really- it would be
1: different if we were sitting somewhere now. I mean, it would, it yeah. would be. It would, it would, we would read each other more, I don't know. I mean, that sounds creepy, but
0: Just, No, 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 I understand what you mean. It's, you can, like, if I'm talking to somebody and we take a left turn and it goes down quite a, a dark moment in their past. yeah. There is something when I'm sat next to that person that I can read whether they want to go. Do we do we want to carry on going down here, or do you want me to shut up shop and will you want me to, you know, do you want to geographically take this conversation in a different place, or are you happy to go with that? I, I, I can see that now, um, yeah. but with this, mm, I, I, yeah, ugh.
1: you're reading the nuances of a two D face on your yeah. screen. Yeah. yeah, it's
0: it's bonkers. It's bonkers, but. We have to do what we have to do.
1: Yes, and we're very lucky to be doing it. She says. No, no, I mean...
0: No, I understand. It's
1: it's nice to, you know, to talk... I think it's very nice to talk to to nice people.
0: Exactly, and sometimes when you're... The only conversations you have physically, week in, week out, is with a nine-year-old... And you're trying to, and you just hear yourself go. Can you please focus?
1: Stop looking out the window. remember six? Six is even less focus.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, we'll see. I mean, to you know girls and boys different focus.
1: Different, no different.
0: If I'm if I'm looking on that Microsoft Teams thing sometimes, and I go,
1: look at her. She's done all her work. <laughs>
0: I'm not yeah. comparing you to her. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm terrible. <laughs> Go upstairs, whip, whip. I'm a terrible father, I'm terrible terrible yeah. dad. Um, did you find that auditioning for theatre was broader in terms of parts? Uh, oh, yeah, oh, up- God,
1: yeah. I mean, and much more colourblind, which is not, a, with, with, that's an annoying word, but it was, it wasn't, my name was not, was irrelevant. yeah. Um, I find theatre's got, it's different. It's, it's got other things that are tricky about it. Like it feels quite cliquey sometimes, doesn't it? It feels like the same people, you know, hire the same people. And it's, oh yes, you were in that production of, yeah, I've seen you. And you're like, oh God, you've all like, you're in this, like you've got to perforate that cliquey-ness, <clears> which um, it sounds negative. But I think it's people, obviously they reemploy people that they trust and they know can do the job. But that's understandable. So, cause, so I, I had my daughter and then I sort of really lost confidence, I suppose. Um, I found it quite a big adjustment having a, a child. And um, the idea of acting felt like sort of odd in some ways. When be-
0: be- Because you'd become a mother?
1: I'd I become a mother. Um, I had a bit of postnatal depression um, which attacks your self-worth anyway. And I hadn't done enough acting before I had her to feel um, empowered with it. I was still like, I think I'm a bit shit, or I think I'm not, maybe I shouldn't be doing it, or mm. I haven't been given the opportunity. It depends on my mood. Either I hadn't been given opportunities or I was just fundamentally rubbish. So there was a lot of like, maybe I'll maybe I'll do something else. Maybe I'll train to be a psychotherapist or, you know, what actors go through that roster of stuff that they might do instead and then um I uh did a I was in a I was in Julius Caesar and that was a big turning point where I felt my confidence go back up and I was like no I do love this I do really love this I haven't fallen out of love with it it is something that makes me so happy Mm. um and that I feel like my brain just fits well with, and I like the people, and um, so that was, that, getting that small part in that big play was um, quite important for me. It was, it was a, not an easy um, thing to do for various reasons, but... Was that, I, your,
0: was that your, sorry to interrupt, was that your first job back...
1: After no, having I'd daughter. done a cup No, I'd had a, done a couple of tellies. One of them, I mean, I don't think I was really ready to be in front of a camera because I've just got like sad dead eyes. <laughs> I think I'm playing a liaison officer. It was for some ITV drama, and I'm just like, I'm like, give this woman a hug. I mean, it came on, it came on the other day, <laughs> and we were, I was crying, laughing, going, look at my face. I mean, I'm so sad. I mean, it's extraordinary that people haven't called like. Someone to help me because I wasn't like I didn't think I don't think I was ready to be filming this sort of gritty drama in Ireland with you know sore boobs and it was too it was too soon it's too soon for me I mean Absolutely. I know a lot of women bounce back to no, work immediately but it's
0: it's exposing anyway at the best of times right so if you haven't got your suit of armor on and you're yeah. feeling you're having a wobble fully equipped oh <laughs> yeah no. No, yeah. don't look at that monitor. Don't, I'm not watching that back.
1: I mean, no, no, watching back. God, no. I mean that, that. That's yeah. It's it's not it's not a great bit of acting, um, but um, <laughs> it was something to bung on the CV. And um, I, I I was often cast as sort of because I've got quite. I think it's because I've got a deep voice, which is um, relatively RP. So I'm often cast as people that like diagnose. So I, I diagnosed a brain tumor. I was a family liaison officer. I'm always like, I'm so sorry to tell you. There's a lot. That's like that seemed to be my repertoire for a while. Um, the vo-
0: the voice of authority.
1: The th- uh, and reassuring a reassuring tone. Um, I'm sure if I, have, <laughs> if I if I was doing voice work, yes. Like the, the play was much more of a turning point for some reason. I don't know why, but I really felt different um after that I was like no I I think I'm gonna really try and do this properly and fall back in love with it because I yeah. think i have fallen out of love with it
0: well that's the thing that happens across the way don't it because it only takes one job or or, or one comment or something and it just derails you Awful. and you just think and it's again. It's sometimes it's sometimes it's about self worth, and you think, well, I, I, I look, at, well, look at them. Or I was oh yeah, look some, at them is so, awful. Awful. I was talking to some younger actors um, before Christmas who were in their second year, you know, and they were doing productions over Zoom, and it was like oh, so no. sad. Um, oh, and I was saying, you. I was telling them, I was trying to telling them stuff that. They probably won't be told some of it, quite honest and brutal stuff. But I wish someone had told me, and and someone asked. I forget what the question was, but I, I said, "Well, don't you don't need to concern yourself with what they're doing or what they're because that they're a completely they're they're an individual. You're an individual. Focus on what you're doing. And I tell you what, if you're going well, um but they they they're constantly working and they're doing this i bet you any money that person that you're looking at is looking at somebody else totally. going oh well that, and it just well when does that ever stop so i was I mean, just saying, you know when does bad. that
1: stop maybe when you're george clooney <laughs> No. And you're doing humanitarian work and you realise that there's other stuff
0: yeah, in, that's important Yeah, in, <laughs> in, in between flogging coffee. Yeah, come on. Oh, that's yeah. oh, not, yeah, not, right. not the best example. Yeah,
1: right. All right. I'm just, just trying I to think know. of a really famous know. person.
0: I don't know. <clears throat> I don't know when things like that actually stop. I mean, you look, it's easy for me to say it, but it's, it, you know, sometimes it's very hard because, because of the, the lack of control and the precarious nature of the industry. Of course you're going to be looking. just happens. Yeah,
1: of course you. But
0: I think what what I was trying to get across to to that student was you can't let it control you, otherwise it'll eat you up. And you know what you're talking about, the confidence that you need to audition. Mm. You're going to have nothing. Nothing at all. Oh, God. Are you... So that play, that was a turning point. So that sort of refilled you sort of tank and, and your love yeah. for what and you're going to
1: do. I, and
0: I... Um, I'm just... I'm not going anywhere. I'm just getting my charger He's over
1: because... it. He's bored. <laughs> I'm not. I'm here, like, let I me I tell you just... about the Shakespeare play I did. It's really here, interesting, yeah. Craig. He's asleep. He's so bored. No,
0: I thought I had... Wait there.
1: <clears throat> I feel like I'm quite yes. claggy. <clears throat>
0: I'm sorry.
1: I feel I'm quite claggy. I keep having to clear my throat. It's, quite, it's not very appealing for you. you Sorry you, about you,
0: that. You, 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 you neither look nor sound claggy. Can you look oh, claggy? Look, no, I'm sure you, you can. can no, you can look clammy. No. Craggy. I've, I've to, craggy, yes. That occasionally has happened. Um, uh, right, so you're going to make a concerted effort after this, Julie, so just yes. to really yeah. focus. I thought,
1: I thought um, it, yeah, maybe it reignited my ambition um, which was never, I was never, um, I never really had that like cutthroat, aggressive ambition. I I felt I was lacking that. Um, and, um, I'd sort of, you know, watched a lot of my friends rise and gone see all their plays and watched all their tellies and been like, okay, well, I guess it's not going to happen for me. Um, but that play made me go, no, I, yeah, no, I think, I, I think I really do want to do this, um. And then I did another play. And um, then I probably had some, you know, there were auditions for tellies that I didn't succeed in. And then along came the Susie audition, which um, was a massive game-changer.
0: And just carrying on with speaking about auditions, how were you going into this audition that was going to change everything because it was a
1: self tape. It was a self tape. Ah, the first, okay. the first round. Well, I sent in um, a very OTT self tape, which I thought was hilarious, but they were like, "No, this is awful." <laughs> and I got feedback, which was, "No, this is a, like a real. This is a show with realism, and this. I don't know what who this what this is, but it's like restoration comedy. We're not having this." And then I uh, said, I, "I think I want to send in another tape." And they were, I'd missed the mark so badly that they went fine. So I recorded another tape, um, which was more, whatever, gritty, honest, because I really believed I knew who Naomi was, Mm. and and that I could, I thought I could, I could figure her out. And they seemed to like that, so they called me in for one of, uh, one of my auditions. But the audition process for Susie took. Five months. So I, you know, round it was, after round. Well, yes, I, I think sent in the tape, didn't hear anything. Um, come in for an audition maybe six weeks later, did an audition, didn't hear anything. No, they, they've gone a different way. Okay. Then another seven weeks later, actually, they've just rewatched your tape. They want you to come back in. I'm like, uh, uh, it's like, so it was, yeah, so it's quite, um, you know you're nauseating so i was like oh stop it stop dangling the carrot exactly um but um
0: i do think it's incredible though um and for anybody listening outside of the profession this never happens very rarely is you do something so off the mark but they come back and give you feedback and was, then let I mean, you go again. That very rarely happens. I think that's
1: incredible. I, I, I mean, I think that's testament to, the, um, to what a cool team it was. I mean, it was the, the, Carleen Crawford, who's the casting director, is a gem. Yeah. Um, and um, I think she, she fed back, like, ah, oh, this is not right. And my agent also went, no, no, she can do it. Let her send in another tape. So someone, was some,
0: someone was on your, someone, in your corner, and, and there.
1: Georgie, the Georgie Banks Davis, the director. I'm sure. I mean, someone out there went, "No love, what is this? This is not. This is not um, the kind also, of writing we're going for." But
0: also, they must have seen something. They must have seen a glimmer of something.
1: You say that, but they saw <laughs> many people for this part, and they couldn't find her. And I think they got quite. Um, they were despairing because they saw all different kinds of actresses. And they kept saying we just couldn't find the person that seemed to be the right fit for Billy because Billy is obviously quite specific, and mm. was looking. They were looking for a, I think not a straight man, but someone that was really going to be her, you know, her her her, her, her ying, the yin to her yang. Yeah. Um,
0: oh god, she's so not a straight man. She's hilarious.
1: Right. So she's she's all she's she's all guts and she's so demonstrative. And they wanted I don't know whatever they were looking for. They couldn't find it. And I think that's why. I think they were going, you know what, fine, send in another tape. We cannot find this girl. So I think, you know, I could have got unlucky and they could have found her and then that would have been it because you don't, you don't often get a second chance like that. No. As we well know. Yes. Um, well, so, I'm,
0: yeah. I'm thrilled, I'm really thrilled that they did give it to you.
1: Oh, well, so, so am I. Because I, um, I,
0: I know so I'm, many of my peers who, who think you're brilliant.
1: Oh, that's very nice. I feel like a bit as, like I've got As do I. Oh, well, that's very nice. Thanks,
0: oh, Craig. don't... I mean, look, don't even go there with the imposter syndrome. No, no, I mean, because...
1: that's... I am aware you sound falsely modest. I don't mean to sound... I just... It, it, if something like this comes to you quite late, I think you feel a bit like... It does... It's so wonderful, but it's also... You're, you're in a bit of... You're very surprised and thrilled.
0: But in a way, that's what is forever interesting about this profession you and as, as much as we all moan about the lack of control and we don't know where it's all going it just goes to show it it doesn't matter because it only takes it only takes one awful self-tape <laughs> <laughs> to point you in the right direction of where you need I to mean, go
1: clearly sometimes sometimes you just some, someone's smiling down on you and you have all the right chemicals coming together to have something work in your favour but I do feel very lucky
0: well um <laughs> yeah well that, uh, yeah I'm a bit gobsmacked. that's lovely that's a really lovely way to end it. I'm sorry I've taken up so much of your no. Saturday afternoon time no don't
1: um, you worry
0: thanks so much
1: for thank coming you for on. having me Craig it's been a oh, pleasure
0: absolute pleasure Well, when... like, a war-
1: like a warm bath
0: that's well that's <laughs> That was the pitch. That was what I was going for. <laughs> um, and when we can get together, we'll go, I'll take you out for a, a cup of tea and a slice of cake in yes, London. Yes, please. Um, well, look, thank you so much, Leila.
1: Thank you, Craig.
0: Take care. I'll speak to you speak soon.
1: To you soon. Bye. Bye.
0: Another episode is done. What did I tell you? Yeah, isn't she just brilliant? And more fantastic news for those of you that have done your homework that I set last week. Yes, I can see you at the back. Those who didn't finish I Hate Susie series one, you better get up to speed because it was announced this week that I Hate Susie is coming back. For a second round. And I for one cannot wait. Um, So a massive thank you to Layla for giving up a Saturday afternoon of like a couple of hours. um, To sit and natter with me. Uh, I I enjoyed it immensely. And I really hope you did. Um, So look. That's it. Really. Oh. Now look. I can't say too much, because I'll get in trouble. But if you listen to this on Thursday, this Sunday, do keep an eye out on the socials, on Twitter, on Instagram. Um, Probably my Twitter and Instagram rather um, than the podcast. I've got an announcement about something very... Exciting. I don't know why I put a question mark on that. It is exciting. It's really exciting. Um, But we're announcing it on Sunday. So, um, yeah, let me know what you think because it's going to involve you. I'm going to need your help and support with it and feedback. Uh, Yeah, I'm going to have to tie my tongue and not say anything else anyway, Sunday, keep an eye out Um, right, well look thank you so much for downloading and subscribing and I know times are tough if you feel you can support us this month, we're on Patreon go there, there are a few tiers, you can throw us some shackles Uh, and support this free podcast that is coming and has been coming to you for, oh my God, like three years? I think we're coming into, this is coming into our fourth year. Wow. Um, But if not, do you know what? Don't worry about it for now. Because maybe there'll come a time when you can support us. If not, somebody else will be supporting you, supporting us, if that makes sense. But you know what you can do? And it's completely free word of mouth tell a friend share it on social media, tell somebody who's never listened before, who may like, I don't know, they may be into Doctor Who so they might want to listen to Jodie Whittaker or Mandip Gill, Uh, they might be a big fan of Mark Strong or Danny Mays, they might love Temple, they might love Kingsman they might have watched Dez recently, you know, last year which was a huge hit for ITV um, they might like Supergrass. They might want to listen to a conversation with Gaz Coombs, who's brilliant. Oh, don't I know. We miss live music, don't we? Yeah, we'll get back there. Um, uh, look, there's loads. You, you know there is. All the regulars know. People that are up to speed know. Do what you need to do. I am going to go. I am absolutely shattered. And if I hear the three words bus stop method concerning long division again yeah i'm gonna scream until next week i've been craig parkinson he's been producer griff and this has been the two shot podcast you take care we'll see you next thursday the two shot podcast is presented by me craig parkinson recorded and produced by thomas griffin for splicing block Our music, our brilliant music, is courtesy of Then Thickens. Cheers.